Blog Talk Radio.
Yeah, dude. What's going on? All right. Welcome to the extended episode. Oh, it's you. I was expecting anti-crisis. I'm here. here. See how seamless that was? That's gorgeous. Like, I have this stupid account, right? Like, I don't understand. (laughs) You guys should use it all the fucking time. (laughs) Well, we don't always want to do extended shows. No, I I know you don't. I know you don't, but but you know, but my point is like that's anarchy, right? They're, they have these these um, uh, subscriptions, and people are so protective of them. You know, it's like, oh my God, that's my my identity. I I like you, like we were talking about. I believe that. I believe that story. You know, it's like, dude, it's a fucking account. Let everybody use it. You know, if if they're in your in your Sort of uh, paradigm in your in your vision of things, and now right, you guys like truth or bot. That's how I think truth or bot works. I think there's like five or six guys that run truth or bot. Yeah, I, th- I think tr- truth or bot um, is on autopilot sometimes, and then I, I yeah, I think that I, I like I like that account. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, yeah. you can tell because his personality changes sometimes. Yeah, it's a cool. It's like a cool amalgam of uh, of a bot and then uh, uh, you know real time um, people sometimes. Yeah, sometimes they they check in, you know, when they're updating the bot or whatever, and they'll you know talk to somebody or you know or or if, or if somebody says like, oh, you you're you know you're a stupid bot, like right away they'll be like, I'm not a bot. <laughs> exactly. Only sometimes. All right, right. Fucking, we were we were on a good th- on a good thread before. Like, uh, uh, okay. Know, well, the uh, last thing we were talking about, uh, and I think Glenn is over on Vince and the Bay show, and he tweeted me and said, "You're competing head to head with Vince and the Bay," and I know that's a battle we're gonna lose because he's had a long running show. He's got like what a few like a hundred and seven thousand right. followers on Twitter. So it's like, yeah, Vince. Well, hey, Vince and, has got a good show. It's Fun. Trust, and I don't think that we're competing head to head with him. I think he's competing head to head with us. How about that, Glenn? Oh, fuck, dude, you're calling, you're throwing the fucking. Oh damn! Out. I sure down, didn't I? Hey, you we schedule did, our. We have we have Friday night wrapped up for like over a year now. So. Right? <laughs> yeah, dude. We didn't. Epi- this is like episode ninety-six today. So we're almost at a hundred, which makes us fucking syndicated, right? Sort of, or we're open you, for syndication. You, you guys are incredibly consistent. Like it, it, it's awesome. It's like Friday night if I'm home, eleven o'clock. You know, and and I don't know. Maybe I look at it a little wrong. I don't, you know, I don't really. If I could do it for a living and make money at it, I would. I do a show. Oh yeah. Night. I was making money at it. Yeah. But we don't make any money at it, so why why bother? You know. And the once a week is good enough, you know. Sometimes yeah. a half hour doesn't seem like long enough. But, yeah, but you know, we could we, do, we do when, when it doesn't, we we'll do a show like this, you know. Or we'll, uh, a lot of times, because the midnight hour rolls it over, we've been known to, to wait a little while, and then once the BTR time rolls over, we'll jump back on and do another show. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, because the free account, they let you, at midnight, they let you do another show. Yeah, it resets, exactly. Yeah, and, you know, I wanted to test something out for the longest time. I wanted to schedule an 11.30 show and a 12 o'clock show and see if it if it kicks me off and makes me do, like, log out and log back in or whatever or Call, like hang oh, up and call back in. I, I wonder if it if it will roll over and let me keep going and do an hour show plus overtime. Interesting. I don't know. If, uh, that might be pushing it, and the guys from Blog Talk Radio might catch on, and we'll lose our niche. Well, yeah. I don't even well, know. If they work. catch on to that, they'll be like, "Oh, they're getting an hour long show, and they're not paying for it because of a glitch." They have it, to. Or they, or they might be like, "It's at fucking midnight, dude. It's not prime time. Nobody cares." <laughs> Yeah, they're just they they well, they it's do prime time here. People are on. Yeah, that's is. true. That's true. Technically speaking, right now we're still on prime time in Vegas. So where Scott is right you know. now, he could actually, but if he had the, same, the utilities, the he could thing. advertise the fuck out of the show. At the same time, yeah, prime time in Vegas on Friday night is nobody's listening. Mm-mm. Every everybody's getting ready to go to the club tonight. Everybody's getting ready to go to what do whatever. They're not listening to a talk radio show, you know. Hell, we but, and honestly, if I was still there, we'd probably be playing a gig by ourselves, just because we want to. Yeah, right. But in all sincerity, if you guys ever want to go into overtime, just fucking schedule it up and use this account. All right, man. It's fine, but it's it's fine with me. Absolutely, I love it. We we talk for hours, anyways, man. After the show is over, yeah. Scott and I After usually. After the show is over, we usually talk for another two hours. <laughs> you know. Except you know, that's, that's usually more candid. We're free to yeah. say whatever the hell we want to each other without the the pressures of blog talk radio political correctness. Does it sound? If you can't tell, the sarcasm is there. It's fucking there. Well, I really don't care about their political correctness, and we don't have sponsors. That's why, you know, I don't have a problem dropping the S-bomb here and there. Right. I think the only things that we we don't drop... If we had sponsors, I'd probably be a little more concerned about some of the things I said, but just for fear of losing the sponsor, but we don't, so fuck it. That's the beauty of it. Like, you know, I spend all, all my days trying to make... Clients and guests and so on, so forth, happy. Like I don't. Yeah. This is like this is this is part of my social life. I learn a lot from from you guys. You know, um, it's fun. It's on the radio. It's archived. How can you uh, learn a lot from us, dude? What do you mean? Hell yeah, I, th- th- we're th- fucking th- armchair philosophers right here. So That's am I, man. Well, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know I anything. Mean, I don't know anything. You know. Just, None just of us like really do. Yeah. No, like I, I and really. And if you think about it, Bo, a lot of the topics you bring up really is news to me because I'm, I'm like, wow, really, that happened? Yeah. You're well, yeah, that is that really is part of the show. Ahead. I think that is a part of the show that is interesting. Is that I'm bringing up topics that are actually news to a person who hasn't heard the news. So, it's yeah. it's almost like we're in a bar, and I met a guy. And I'm like, hey, man, did you hear about this? And you're like, no, I fucking didn't. I'm like, well, then, fucking dude, listen, this happened. And then you're – so the show format is really kind of something that people should be doing. This is what should be on the radio, on talk radio, and it's not. All talk radio is the same format. It's all fucking – 
uh, it's one guy, and he brings on a guest, and they talk about the same shit. And then, well, actually, I'm fucking belittling a lot of people saying that. They don't talk about the same shit, but they they talk in the same way. Like, oh, it's an interview. What are you doing about this? What are you doing here? What do you think about that? And it's it's all the host is going, uh, this is about you, and everyone wants to know about you because everybody knows you. But this format is way fucking different because it's um, nobody knows me, nobody knows Scott. And we're we're just two average guys who are happen to be artists. We have been our whole lives, and we can't help it. Um, which is, I don't even. I could go for days on the fact that, right? You know, that, well, that's started as out scarcity as it is. But it started out because we were talking one day, and Bo made the comment that we really need to record our conversation. Yeah. And that's that's how we that's how we found Blog Talk Radio and everything because we were going to do a podcast and through the technologies and everything weren't available to us, and this was, so we that's that's how we got started. Now, you know? do, do, do you guys do you guys listen to any podcasts? Like, I mean, were, were there any podcasts that you guys were listening to when you were like, hey, we could do this? Oh, Prior yeah, to it, you guys on, on yeah. Third Rail Radio, and uh, I've listened. Well, wait to, a minute. Uh, well, hold up, hold up. He's asking prior to us doing it. Yeah, like Joe Before. Rogan or. Uh, no, dude, I didn't listen to actually, any podcast. Actually, no, not not until we started. Yeah, right no, we started. yeah. Yeah. And actually, I um, stumbled upon Blog Talk. Here's where I stumbled upon. I'll plug this guy's show, even though he doesn't do a show anymore. Um, we the people Ohio, they're still archived, and you can probably find the the last few shows that actually happened. We are on, um, and they're probably pretty entertaining because I think the very last show they did was a spoof uh, debate. It was a fucking lampooned well, debate. That, I had I had fun on that one, yeah, because oh, I got was so much the, I got to be the representative for Vermin Supreme. Yes. Oh, dude, that is awesome. See, that's good stuff yes. right there, man. Oh, it was that a blast. Cool. That was a fucking blast. I think I was the representative for, was, what, Ron Paul? And then you were I the representative so, for yeah. Vermin Supreme. Yeah. And he was really uh, skeptical on me beforehand. He was like, I really don't know how this is going to work, the Vermin Supreme uh, representative. I have no idea. But he cut to me at the end. He cut to me at the end. He'd go to everybody else, and then I was the last one that got the key in. And, man, I, I I did a lot of notes, and I took a lot of, you know, I practiced a lot of a lot of the rhetoric that, uh, <laughs> that Berman puts out there. He nailed and, it, uh, dude. He yeah, nailed it. I, I think I did a really good job on that. And he was impressed. He was like, I was amazed at the way you, way you did that. You know, oh, yeah, amazing. cool. So if if you get a chance on the show as well, huh? Was he on the show as well? Who? No, no. No. Vermin Supreme was not on the show. Yes. Uh, Vermin Supreme. I would love to get him on the show. I really would. Yeah, that would be a blast if we could get him on sidetrack. That'd be a blast if we could get him on sidetrack. Yeah. We've had only one guest on the show ever, I think. Right? We had one guest, and it was like our. Second show or third show, we had one guest. 
<laughs> that was it an was, actual uh, scheduled guest, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, Joe Wolverton, uh, and he was from, what is it called, uh, the the New American, I think, uh, .com, which is a pretty prominent uh, journalism website. Um, yeah, I'll have, they I'll have, have their, to go back and listen to that archive. Dude, our archive is, f- dude, you have no idea what happened in our we, archive. We've there had some shit. ups and downs, yeah. Yeah, yeah we've, we've had, had ups, we've had downs. We've had some wild we've had, shows. We've had golden shows. We've had golden shows that are like, oh my god, this show was amazing, and I can't believe we got here. But and then you know the next one is like that I just stunk it up. You know there were shows where I got trolled and uh, I had my whole family was like (laughs) bagging on me and they made me do Uh, the cinnamon challenge on the show and that was horrible. Dude, an an audio cinnamon challenge is just. You lose a yeah. lot. You, yeah. you do. You do. <laughs> and it was awful, too, because when I asked for a glass of water, one of my nephews came out with a glass, and it was full of vinegar. These sons of... I love them. I love them. Yeah. Right. Um, they got I'm, them. Gonna I'm, gonna I'm going to attempt to... Uh, I'm going to attempt to give a, uh, a shout-out to um, somebody in the chat room, but I've never actually screwed There's up. someone in the chat room? I thought we Did were we all have- alone. We have five people in the chat room. We have Irony, and then we have, I think it's Want It All Lily. Oh, no uh, way. She yeah, came to check us out instead yeah, of Vince in the Bay. Hoorah, and, we're winning. And, uh, winning. Well, I think the beauty of this is, you know, it's a conference call. Um, Should we change our name to Sheen? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretentious right there. One needed all lily. Yeah, one needed all lily. Yeah, I, uh, there it is. Phonetically spelled, I got it 100%. Well, that's excellent. I had never, I, I had never uh, scrutinized the handle before. I had some sort of just weird, like, uh, guttural uh, expression in my mind for it. But, uh, and I think uh, Dalek just entered the... Uh, the chat room as well. Welcome. So, uh, and, and also in the calling room. Juanita yeah. all know hey. about it, right? And Sephers is in the chat room, so, uh... Hey, anyone know. in the chat room that wants to join us, you're more than welcome. We have not talked about anything that you cannot interject about and sidetrack us. By the way, I mean, it is sidetrack with Blue Vino. Please, sidetrack the living shit out of us. Because we yeah. pretty much expended our topics. Uh, we didn't hit them all and, on the show. And we do. We, we appreciate you guys, and we love you guys to death. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Just the fact that you're here instead of Vince in the Bay, I feel like holy shit, he's going to be mad or something. <laughs> well, they I, huh? they were they were talking sports. I, I know, I know. That's what got me away from it. I was I got bored rather quickly. No offense, Vince, but man, you and sports talk. Uh, it's it's I zone out. When you start going to sports, I go down to the chat room, and if nothing's happened in the chat room, I'm like, why am I here? Well, and then yeah. I yeah, yeah, sorry, I just don't it's, care enough about sports, man. Can't I can't get into it over here. Wait, well, I'm, uh, a, I'm a fan of man. Someone wait. Uh, 
Juanita Lilly said, is Dax the the guy with the glasses or the one in a black shirt? Where are you getting the – I don't even know what you're looking at. Are there pictures going right now? I, no, I don't see any pictures. Uh, but then the are following the, comment is, I have to go there. Um, oh, I wasn't, I'm not, if you'd like to know, um, uh, on the cover of our second album, Open Minds, I'm the one on the right, Dax, and Bo's the one on the left. The oh, interview. wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, hold up, hold up, because you're wearing glasses, dude, in the picture that I use on Sidetrack. Um, I didn't put pictures, so I think she's referring to the slideshow from our show earlier. Oh, was that, um, is that is that my, like, drunk selfie, the one where the Elvis, like, gold Elvis glasses? No, 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 they're not gold out. They're aviators, I think. They look like oh, aviators. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, it's a good of. picture. It's just from your older phone that doesn't have a very high resolution, so it's a little bit pixelated. And I'm uh, I'm really drunk in that picture. That's why I'm wearing the glasses in the house. Right. It makes you. It, well, you can't tell thanks to the glasses. And then the no, the other picture. Uh, I don't know if it's a black shirt. I can't remember honestly. I'll have to go look. But um, that the other one's me. The one in the aviators is Scott. The other one's yeah. me. Yeah, he's got the curly hair and the Guy Fox mustache. Now, at the time, it, my mustache was not as prominent as it is now, where I can turn it up like a dude who's about to tie a damsel to a railroad track. Now, oh, wow, you need to trim I can, that can, as it gets to that point. I need to. Uh, well, I need to trim it. If, or if I you need can to, twist it, if you can grab the end of it and twist it like a cartoon villain, yes, you need to trim that shit. Right? Yeah, no, I I, I'm at the point now my mustache is... I wow, can and I'm twist thinking it. about that picture now. I look really scruffy. <laughs> but That's all right. Die. Honestly, I prefer you with a with a mustache and a goatee. It's when you shave all of that off that I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Right? This guy, that's not Scott. Scott's got a mustache and a goatee. That's right. the Scott I know. That's why I went with that picture on Open Minds, because, you know, I don't normally look like that. I only look like that after I've shaved my head and my goatee off. Right. So it's summertime, a summertime thing for me. It gets too hot for the hippie stuff. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> fucking irony says Scotty doesn't know. You don't uh, fucking know, before, apparently. I don't fucking Before know. I forget, because um, uh, it just popped into my mind, so right before your show ended... We were talking, uh, you know, um, about um, sort of the, uh, um, hold on, how do I articulate this? Um, At the end of the, our show, we were talking about anarchism versus statism and which one yeah, was pretentious. Yeah, which is more car. pretentious. Which is more yeah, pretentious. Yeah. And then, and then um, kind of getting into the, uh, the thread that, that uh, Fino's been talking about where, you know, people are just so terrified to say, I don't know, that they have to have something to uh, fill that that slot, you know, in their brain, like with a definitive um, categorical definition of whatever it is, the political ideology. Yeah, and I'd just like to say those people's Google flu is very weak. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, and then so doesn't doesn't that that whole uh, concept or 
um, like play right into uh, like the continuing notion of racism um, and being scared to say, you know, I don't know, because being able to say, I don't know. Um, uh, oh, right. I brought that up on your show last night. Yeah, the, going along, oh, I don't know. Going along with that, yeah, exactly, and, it, and it, it's a totally, in my opinion, a a, a really pertinent um, and 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 like a belief system, something you have to have in your belief system, I think, to reach any sort of like quiet mind. Um, well, but, I mean, uh, yeah, no, that's a good phrase, quiet mind. I think the diving into, I don't know is one of those things that will quickly quiet your mind. Because a lot of people tend to make shit up. Uh, and it's it's a it's a reflex yeah. I think that comes from school, from like high school and grade school. Uh throw the teacher an answer will go, out there. You know, yeah, hopefully I'm right. Just throw an answer right out there and hope that you're right. And if you're wrong, um, you're trying to come up with the right answer. But the the truth is that you don't know, and people yeah. are afraid to say that. People are afraid well, to say that. Well, it would terrify those I, people I actually don't know. If, if they knew that every time, every time you learn something, the, the amount of things that you don't know increases. And it, yes. and it, and it does this at an exponent to, to the point to where it, you know, the... The, the amount of stuff you know could fit on the head of a pin and the amount of stuff you don't know could cover the entire planet. But the instant you know enough to cover the entire planet, the amount of stuff you don't know just swaths, swaths all over the universe. Yeah. You know, it just, like, it, so each thing that, increases with the other in an exponential function. Yeah, it, it, it's like Moore's Law. It really is related to Moore's law. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, it the, is. In, in a, the in a big um, way. In a accumulation big way. of data power. You know, the amount of computing power, and once we reach that point where it it's incalculable, you know. And then you get into all this new research about, um, you know, uh, genetic drift, rapid mutation, evolution, epigenetic function. Um, you know, um, there's an argument uh, that's starting to make um, a lot of sense that says that um, our species is capable of, of like, sudden um, uh, uh, um, realization. Yeah, advancements. Um, And maybe it's, I don't know, at this point in the evolutionary chain, maybe it is spiritual advancement or um, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. So, um, you know, and I love that topic because it kind of gets right into like the singularity. And, right. Uh, so you're talking yeah, about because like it's gonna spiritual it's something like that does. will happen suddenly. It'll be this this just groundbreaking, like Einstein or Tesla. You know, they they didn't they didn't like you know work on a problem you know, for 10, 15 years and gradually reached this point, it was this sudden flash of brilliance that they were like, bam, I know the answer now. And then right. 
went and, and you literally went to bed one night, and the laws and of physics were one know, way. You woke up the next morning, and you realized that you do actually know. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy. And it does model after um, biological evolution um, as we're learning, um, you know, where, uh, sure, the, the process of, of uninterrupted or, or like, uh, um, uh, variable-free evolution is a long and steady process, but if you put in all the variables of, uh, Mother Earth and fucking asteroids and volcanoes, etc. That um, when uh, it has to, a species can evolve, mutate, adapt, and overcome like at incredible speeds. And right. something and something has to be so cataclysmic. Either, you know, either you'll break through and uh, and become aware, or you'll shut down. Hold right. on. Um, you used the word, and you used I, I the wonder, word that I want to touch on. Uh, I wonder hang how on, much, hang on. How much of that is related to autism? If, like, I had a theory once that maybe autism is related to information overload, and the the subject of Moore's law came into play just now, and that made me think of it. Maybe that we are reaching the point of Moore's law with our own minds, where it's, we cannot I, I, process. That, all the information that we have available to us. It, there's something all tied in with with that, with ADD, with autism, with Asperger's, and where we are. Um, and even just as you say, if you take nothing else aside from the amount of information that is out there that we're exposed to, that alone can can really, uh, yeah, short circuit. Like, uh, you know, genes, yeah. and now I'm absolutely out in left field, but like, like genes that aren't Well, a good analogy is uh, when, you, when you put too high a numbers into a small calculator and you just get the E, and you just, it, it, yeah. the processor that's in that calculator can't handle the information that you've given it, you know, and that's a part of where, where Moore's Law stems from is once we reach a, Certain uh, a certain exponent and potential for processing power, then then it breaks down. It, it crashes. It crashes like a like like a computer. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if we are actually crashing our own processors in some way. And so how about this? So how about if people with ADD are 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 actually the only ones who can handle? The input, the only ones who are wired with the right receptors to handle this crazy amount of input, and it's it was problematic, or it is problematic because we have an antiquated education system. Well, and, and you know, I mean, between Kurzweil and uh, who's the other guy that's uh, you know pushing for the whole. Uh, what do they call it? Transhumanism. Um, I know you're talking about the French dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're 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 pushing for that whole transhumanism, but at the same time, you know, giving giving somebody that type of power. I mean, the crazy thing is, Kurzweil has the has the money to like make 
uh, what in, I think it's 2049 is the date. Like Kurzweil, Kurzweil has banked and he and he has state-of-the-art research labs. Like he is, he's he is a singularity. You know, and and uh, I know um, I, I would no longer I would no more um, sort of argue. Uh, for pushing the singularity than I would against it. I think it's something that happened. Well, and I wonder if, if the singularity happened or has already happened and we either won't notice it or haven't noticed it, and it's like it's the singularity's already become aware, and now it's trying to figure us out. You know, it's trying to figure out its origins and where it came from the same way we have. I mean, the the technology that we are we have access to is amazing enough. I mean, you can only imagine like what what the military has. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I think you know, at, at long range estimates, they're fifty years ahead of us. More reasonable would probably be twenty. Oh yeah, if. if if you're seeing it on TV, then they've released it to the public, then they've had it for 50 years, yeah. yeah. Which, you know, when I think you know. of those things, when I think of those things, I kind of think of something like this. You do it. That's, that's clever. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's quite you know, there's a reason. Why'd you give him the button? <laughs> he let me log in, dude. He let me log in. I we, we I told right. you we hacked it. We hacked this shit in the most non-hacker way ever possible. We didn't even have to brute force hack this. We we were just given the password. <laughs> you know, so, those are the best kinds your, of hacks, right there. On, right, on your I was show. like, here you go. On your show, you were talking about like propaganda for the propaganda. Um, I, I I came across um, it's uh, it's a, it's under um, the U.S. Department, the State Department, um, under one of their Twitter Twitter handle handles, but it's a, a Department of Defense project. Cost two point one million. It consists of a Tumblr blog. Um, a Twitter handle, a Facebook page, um, and a YouTube that's, channel. Man, that, that's um, the job I need right there. And and it is it is um, anti-ISIS propaganda, but like it's brutal. Like their YouTube channel, I'll post the link, uh, um, and I mirrored it if if they took it down because I heard they were going to take it down. Um, but like their Wait, YouTube channel, they they were going to so do it, what? Hang on. Take it down. Did you just say that that they were gonna? You do it down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, like yeah, slate. Much fun with that button. Slate or or something picked up on it and uh, published a bunch of their tweets. But I mean, they're using the same sort of like sh- shock, you know, talk tactics. So they're showing. So on their anti-ISIS propaganda, propaganda, um, you know, they're showing, they're like re-showing the padding and, uh, you know, stuff like that. It's pretty wild, man. I don't follow, 
I the one I follow, and it's the one that creeps me out, is the CIA. That blows yeah. me away that they have a Twitter. And oh, by the way, anyone who's some listening, of, some uh, of the, stuff that the, they, the CIA some of the stuff has a Twitter account. It's it's at CIA, um, and just just for the sake of it, anytime that you attach a photo to a response uh, tweet, it gives you the option to say who is in the photo. Well, click oh, yeah, it and, and say people, that the right? CIA is in the photo. Oh, the CIA is in the photo. Every and, time, I don't and, give a shit what it is. If you're eating at a restaurant and it's, I, I, I'm having escargot. Well, Who is in this I photo? The CIA. The they're fucking CIA exactly is the in this photo. Guys, I want to troll. You know. But it or, will, or it do worse. Be. Do worse. Sh- uh, tweet a picture of Goatsy. And then when it says, who is in this photo, the CIA is in the Goatsy photo. That's who is in the Goatsy. It's the CIA. That's a good possibility that's true, though. Adopt the policy, though. Adopt this policy that every photo that you can possibly tell it who is in it, put the CIA. Because well, it's like when me, them. when when Glenn and I were having that one discussion one time, and uh, I told him he needs to troll the NSA and watch crappy porn, and he was like, "That's an awful high price to pay." <laughs> <laughs> it is. You're spending all that time. <laughs> you spend all that time all watching that time crappy just porn to... just to troll the NSA, and they're like, "Oh, Harry Bush again." There's a there's a Tom Waits song in there somewhere about watching shit just to troll the NSA and it's a hard life. <laughs> and not many people can put up with it. Which speaking of which, um you know what, anti-crisis while you're here, I'll run this by you. Scott thought it was funny and I was serious. But it is funny. Well, you listen, you'll know what I mean. Uh Today, I heard an inspiration for a song, and I was like, that's a fucking song. That's a song right there. That's a Tom Waits song. But I can write the song. I can write it, and it's not a Tom Waits song. It'll be a Blue Vino song, but it's me doing it. And, um, okay, we had this customer at work that their last name was Life. Okay? And the secretary came back, and she was like... Hey, do you guys have uh, this scheduled uh, life called? And I, I've got them on hold. And I was like, "That's a fucking song. You just told me a song. That's a song." And I, and I was like, "You know what the second verse is? The second verse is life called." And I let it go to voicemail. That's the second verse. And I was like, "That's a fucking song." You gotta, you gotta throw the hater button in there. Life called, and I hit the hater button. <laughs> Dude, I what the hell is like the that. hater button? So, well, so that's those, when you just all, hit the ignore. That's when you instead oh, right, of right. it, you just swipe the other way and you hit ignore. That's the hater button. So, Antichrist is that? Do you think that's a a song right there? Do you think? Yeah, that's what do you a think? song. So, so those that that those string of words like occurred like that today. Yeah, just yeah. today, man. Yeah. She came Dude, back and she said. Hey, life, life called her, and I put him on hold, and I'm like, that's a song. And she laughed, yeah. and I was like, the second verse is life called, and I let it go to voicemail. Yes, <laughs> and she laughed more. So, 
And I'm like, I'm not shitting you. I'm going home, and tonight I'm getting drunk, and I'm going to write this song. Yeah. And I'm halfway dude, fucking song, lit, man. and that's a song. That's bonafide. <laughs> that is so, so perfect. We'll see what happens I when I finish this last beer and this show is over. I'm going to go downstairs and drunkenly write this song, which is a lot of those types of songs. You have to write them half lit or completely lit because if you write them sober, they don't sound genuine. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> and I think Tom, Tom Waits, I think most musicians 100% agreed at, at, their, at the prime of their careers. And now if they've kind of gone, the, the you know, soft belly. Now they'll kind of uh, try to try to rescind or some of that uh, passion or like sentiment that they had, you know. But that's I think that's fraudulent. Like, well, Tom I mean, is the type of guy. I mean, he's got songs where like he like in uh, what's the one uh, going out west? He says, "I'm gonna drive all night and get some speed." He's talking about the fucking drug. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, he Tom he is not the type that he doesn't shy away from experiencing life. Uh, and I'm not saying you should go out and do speed. To everyone listening, please, uh, the disclaimer here is: I'm not recommending that you go do speed. I think you should take uh, Hunter S. Thompson's advice when he said, um, "I don't advocate the use of drugs, alcohol, or insanity to anyone." But it's always worked for me. And the the takeaway is you got to know your drug. You got to know yourself, yeah. and you got to know your drug. You need, if you try a drug, that's great. Great, you tried something. You've lived life. You tried something. It altered your perception. Did it do it in a positive or negative way? Is up to you. You need to determine that. And if it was negative, you need to fucking cut that off right now and go. All right, I tried it once. And this was that, fucking that, crazy, that and I'm not doing it ever again. And you, you, from the and movie, from the movie, this is the end when he walks up and he's like, "Hey, does this coke smell okay to you?" And he blows it in the guy's face. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought of just now. <laughs> right? And Vina, you and you and Vina, you don't smoke weed, or you don't do drugs. I don't. Do yeah, I don't. I don't smoke weed. Um, I, every time I've tried it, it puts me to sleep, and it's it's a drug I can't do. I cannot do it. It knocks me the fuck out for 14 well, hours you, at mean, least. Every time, 14 hours at the very least, and I wake up. And there could be an alarm going off, and I wake up and I go, oh, fuck, there's an alarm going off. And it's like it's several hours past the alarm going off. It's still going off. <laughs> Dude, I'm out. I'm fucking out. Yeah. I can't do it. I can't do weed. I cannot. And you I'll, said you I'll, said I'll smoke a little pot of a candid to me, but other than that, I'm I'm good with everything else. Right. I'm a, I'm a booze hound. Um, if I can get my hand on psychedelics, then great. But psychedelics nowadays are kind of hard that's, to come that's by. That's one of those things. If we ever get famous, uh, well, not famous, but rich. There's a difference. If we ever get rich, we should go do ayahuasca together. Yeah, definitely. I was thinking peyote more than what, or is that the same shit? Somebody in the chat room is just, somebody in the chat room just fucking, at the second you said ayahuasca, they fucking posted 
the face, the smiley face of a person fucking on the computer looking shit up. Do block because block talk radio because I don't know what you're talking. About. Ayahuasca? What the fuck is ayahuasca? I've heard peyote is the epitome of all psychedelics. Um, the ayahuasca is a mixture of vines and uh, jungle roots that contain DMT. Ayahuasca is like the the soup. The um, Sometimes it's a paste, sometimes it's a tea. Um, uh, the name of, of the concoction um, that's made with uh, DMT, um, which is contained in, uh, you'd, you'd be amazed at how many plants it's contained in. It's also, uh, we also have it in our bodies, it's in our pineal gland. Um, and uh, DMT is somehow interwoven with. Um, uh, dreaming, um, and yeah. it is, and it is very the biggest uh, blast of DMT that we get um, from our pineal gland is when we're dying, um, and it's represented right. by the pine cone. By the pine cone. So if you look at you know the Vatican, of, yeah, like some yeah, all sorts of symbols from like throughout history, and you see the pine cone. So, right. you know, and then, well, and then a you... A lot of symbols, even the eye of Ra, if you look at the eye of Ra, it's a cross-section of the human brain, and the eye of Ra is the pineal gland. Yeah, exactly. I love brain. I love the eye of Ra. I love yeah. the eye of Horus, the, the, the same, right? Horus is Ra, Ra is Horus. I love that symbol. I love symbols. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, my yeah. uh, wedding band is but, uh, but it's a similar, tattoo. It's similar to peyote. There's rituals involved. You don't you just, you I was, just I do was it in your living you. room. You don't just, it's not something you just do in you your living guy? room. It, this it's is what he does on a regular basis. It's awesome. Um, you know, like like <laughs> with peyote, you do it in a group with, with a bunch of people, and you share the experience. Um, I'm not sure how much of the ayahuasca experience is shared um, because I'm, from what I'm told, you get you you can enter a trance state, leave your body. Um, but it's one it's one of the things oh, wow. on my bucket list. I'd like to try it. Yeah, it is. I think you're right. It, it's like more akin to to um, and and I haven't done I've done DMT. Um, Oh, I've never done. I've never done ayahuasca, um, dude. Dude, dude. While we're here, since we're talking about this, I owe it to any listeners. Um, we have a song that I wrote uh, that Dax helped me come up with. Uh, well, he didn't help me come up with the song. He helped me come up with the music. He helped me. Uh, via the inspiration of he was playing music, I was playing along with him, and I went, you know what, fits here is the story. I need to tell this story. And I don't think, we've never put this on an album, and we need to. Um, the song is called Tales from Mescalito's Highway. And the story, right. I'll tell you the story, because uh, the that. song's yeah. great. Yeah, oh, it's, it's an excellent song. I love this song. It's one of my favorites. I think it's pretty much done. We could probably put it on an album as it is. We have the recording already, but we've never put it on anything. Um, Killer title. 
Tales from Mescalitos Highway. Yeah, that's a great title. It is. Um, and Mescalito, uh, for those who don't know, is the god of peyote uh, to Native Americans. Uh, peyote is a drug, but it's a drug you take for a reason. Well, you actually, don't take peyote it. is the mushroom. No, or it's a cactus. cactus. It's a cactus. Sorry, yeah. it's the, the cactus. The it contains cactus. mescaline. And yes. all, psych- all psychedelics you take for a reason. That's, you know, like people... Well, no, no, it, there's people that are bullshit artists. And they're no, like, I know. That's what I was going to say. People who take And they have bad fucking, fucking trips, ball. man. They have yeah, bad trips. bad trips, and they get fucking tweaky and weird. You know, you take them for a reason. Well, here, right. here's the story. Well, here's the, the story song. behind that's the song. That's what the song is about, is the guy was on his way to having a bad trip. Oh, he had a fucking horrible trip. I'm yeah. I'm not going to tell you the story of the song exactly. I'm going to tell you the story of the guy. <laughs> um, and the song. Once you hear the song, you'll if if ever you do, which I hope you do, because personally, the song means a lot to me. It's it's a song about my mentor, the guy that got me fucking started. You know, in music. So, uh, or not music, but. Stage performing, being on stage. The guy uh, mentored me in that aspect. Anyways, m- moving forward. Um, okay, so this guy, his name is Dave Westerman. I'll repeat that. Dave Westerman. You can look him up. He's got shit out there. Um, and he's a keyboard player. So anything that his name is attached to and you hear keyboards, that's the guy that I first learned stage performing. Not playing keyboards. So for people who are like, oh, Bo's a keyboard player, Dave did not teach me a goddamn thing about playing keyboards. He didn't. I didn't. I thought I was going to move to Vegas and find a keyboard player. And that didn't happen, so I had to teach myself. So, so you know, Dave is an excellent keyboard player. He's amazing. Um and he had all kinds of life experiences. And one of the things he told me about was way back in the, I don't know, 70s, early 70s, he went out to this party that was out on some commune. And so the land was theirs, and they could sell whatever they want. And they had, it was a fucking uh, music festival where you could go, and then there's all these booths that are selling drugs, and you can get whatever the fuck you want. And there was a booth selling peyote. And so he took peyote, and he was like, oh, right on. They got peyote, and fucking he took it, and he ate it. And he said it tasted, he said, imagine putting literally shit in your mouth, poop, and then multiply that by ten. And that's how bad it tasted. And I was like, fuck, dude, that's horrible. And he's like, yeah. Basically, how it goes is you eat it, and then you puke. You almost can't help it but puke. Like really good mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or this is the most, this is the epitome. So, like, he ate it and he puked and fucking he was tripping. And here's how it went, though, is they he was tripping, having a good time, and then they had to go home. Well, he had to go home. Here's the thing with peyote is it lasts for, like, a day and a half or two. So... It doesn't just leave your system. You're fucked up for days. You're messed up. And 
So he's driving home with his wife, who is not on any drugs at all. This is where shit gets messed up, because she is completely sober. See, that's, that's, you should just let the song tell the story. We should just put it on the on the album. Shut up, dude. We're on a show where there's like five people listening to us. We'll put it on the album, and the rest of the world will get it. And there will be five people who are like, holy fuck, I was in on this story. I know what it is. It'll feel like a candy treat to them. <laughs> Do you understand where I'm going here? Yes, and you anyway, can't stop now because I'm, I'm... No, I'm, I can't. It's... It's a story. It's a great story. So, like, um, okay, so he's high on peyote, and they're leaving. They're going to go home. So he's driving home, high on peyote. Not the wife. The wife is not driving. She's sober, and she's not driving. The story started that way, and I'm going, like, why the fuck? You know you're tripping. Why are you driving? I don't fucking... What about her? Did, Did she know he was tripping? Yes. So why didn't she commandeer the vehicle? I have I, th- these are questions that he oh, was like. Oh, back in the seventies, they didn't do that yeah. kind of thing. No, they didn't. Yeah, they yeah, didn't yeah, really. yeah. Everybody yeah. back then, you know, you <laughs> drove with a beer can between your legs. Yeah, the man, um, and he he was driving. It was like there was no way he was relinquishing the key. True enough. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sorry. It's the seventies, man. So like, he's driving, and the woman doesn't question it. That's the way it was. I don't know. But so they're driving along. They're in the desert. They're driving down a highway. And it's just them. And a guy comes up behind them and passes them. And when he gets around them, he slows the fuck down. Like a lot. I mean, down to like 15 miles an hour. Oh, that would and, be Oh, yes, yeah, so you're you're traveling through the desert and someone gets in front of you and then slows down to 15 miles an hour. You're going to be fucking pissed off. And so uh he's pissed off and he's trying to pass the guy and he can't get around him. He, he the dude's cutting him off. He's like literally swerving in front of him every time he tries to pass him. And the wife is in the car who's sober and vouches for this. And she's like, yeah, this is exactly what happened. Now, it gets to a point where it's driving him so crazy that he somehow, some fucking how, he managed to squeeze by the guy and immediately slammed on the brakes and slid the car sideways and blocked the road off and got out instantly and fucking dove over to the dude's fucking side door and... The second he did it, he's so pissed off. He wants to beat the fuck out of this guy for doing this to him. And he's high on peyote. And so he gets to the window, and the window rolls down, and the dude looks at him, and the guy's face gets all fucked up, and black liquid is leaking out of his eyeballs and his mouth. And he just looks at him and says, keep driving. And he fucking like reels back in horror, freaked the fuck out and gets in his car, drives off and they drive home. And he ends up like in a fetal position for three days (laughs) in his bedroom. Freaked the fuck out because that happened. Like, and the wife was there so she can vouch that like, 
Yes, he went to the car. Yes, the person rolled the window down. Yes, that happened, and then he freaked out and walked back to the car, and we drove off. But did she see the the the, the oozing in the up in the? No, she didn't see the oozing from her car. But what's weird is that yes, the person pulled in front of them and slowed down to fifteen. Right. Now here and, here here's the thing about about peyote, and I take my psychedelics in general, and that that very well may have happened, but like that guy did that, like clearly that's like a a, a negative move. And, like, psychedelics can, and I'm not necessarily saying they can make you see the energy of somebody, but they can certainly make you see the energy that you think that a person is emanating. Um, and that can, that can manifest. Well, I mean, what are, what are the fucking odds, though? What are the odds that he would be in a car with a sober person and someone would pull in front of them just to fuck with him? Well, no, that's the thing. I think, like, all that is true. I think the, the fact that the person... Well, I thought he did it just to fuck with him. Who the fuck does this? Who the fuck drives he out in the middle of nowhere in the desert and pulls in front of someone and drives 15 miles an hour and walks you off for a half an hour and then the, they let you squeeze around them and then you get out and you fucking go to the window and they freak out and then they drive off? The the whole scenario sounds like bullshit, but the wife was there and she was sober and said that's what happened. No, but everything you'd be amazed. Everything that, makes perfect that, sense, you know. Um, like even even you know the guy was definitely like a like a malfeasant enough to no good. So like I think the whole story is probably uh, true, except for the oozing and the blackness, which was a manifestation of the psychedelic and the negative energy that this person was obviously giving off. I probably he probably even said keep driving which would just like you know, emphasize uh I mean psychedelics are incredibly powerful. And if yeah, you, they are you know, in the middle of a of a peyote trip, um, like these are very, like this isn't a uh uncommon um hallucination. Um uh, you know, seeing negative spirits when they're, you know, conjured by, you know, by uh, shamans, or, and and that stuff worked through the suggestion of mine, and maybe some other shit that you know I don't know about, but definitely on the highway did something really negative, probably fucking rolled down the window, said keep fucking moving, and that like intensity and negativity manifested in like black eyes and oozing like Jacob's Ladder shit. You ever see that movie? Well, you know what it reminds me of is the recent string of um, exorcism films where the the freak out is usually the black eyes and the black mouth. It's a common thing. That's what happens. That's not uh, uncommon at all. With possession type of shit, you know, and then you get there's also there's also the fucking the the black eyed children. Have you yeah, heard yeah. of that phenomenon? Yeah, that that shit fascinates me, and they're right. they're like the they're well, like they're, the, antith- the antithesis to like the blue eyed children, like the star seed. Um, I, I, it's interesting. I, 
I and I've been on like a little bit of a bender of the uh, Exorcist movies. Um, there's been a whole spate of them, and you're right. Like the, the, the well, some some spirits will manifest, and usually, if a spirit manifests, it manifests with the intent to freak you out. And some of them have learned or trained themselves over time to a certain degree that they can actually appear to you in a way that they know will freak you out. You do you believe you believe in ghosts? Hold oh, up, hold up! Whoa, we'll stop, stop! Both of you, wait, both of you, both of you. Before we say, do you believe in ghosts? Um, Scott and I are of the type who have both lived experiences that are undeniable. Um, yeah. I've got, I had evidence. I, I had I video not evidence. In I've had, no, it's I've had too many, too many experiences, and I've seen too many of them that, that, that you know. So I had you it on video. I had it on fucking video that ghosts exist. I mean, to the point, to the point, like when I filmed it, uh, it was an accident. It was one of them things that I was at an old movie theater that I worked at when I was 16, and I worked there for two and a half years, and the place was haunted, and I didn't know this until at some point, you know, and we ended up filming, uh, like just sitting there upstairs in the old, like this used to be an office building, and the third floor was apartments. In the fucking, like, 40s. And so we went up there because I believed it was haunted. And other people that worked there were like, whatever, man. You're doing a story for the fucking speech class. And I was like, no, you don't understand. But whatever, you know, you're helping me, so I'm good with it. And then while we were filming it, they got freaked out because they started hearing shit. I'm like, yeah, you don't understand. This shit goes on every night here. So when I come here and party and I don't want to drive home drunk and I want to sleep here instead because I'm a little bit more responsible than you fucks, um, that's when they're like, serious though? You hear this every night? I'm like, yeah, I hear that every night. And they're like, fuck you. You sleep here and you hear that every night. That doesn't scare you. And I'm like, no, it it doesn't scare me at all. Name me one news story that was like, uh, Phil Johnson died from a ghost. A yeah, ghost never, murdered him, and he was clearly been, murdered by a ghost. That doesn't fucking happen. So, I've no, I'm like, whatever, it. man. It sounds. It's fucking sounds. And then while we were filming, the shit that I heard every night that I slept there happened. and uh, Or, no, we, we had to copy it. Uh, and so they copied it. It was feet coming up the stairs that began mid-flight, not at the bottom. And uh, then fast forward, uh, there was more people interested. And so there was like nine of us up there just sitting and just waiting to hear shit. And we didn't hear shit. But the film that we captured was the the shit that was weird. Because I set a camera down on a fucking banister. And on the banister was a light switch. It's a weird place to put a light switch. On a fucking banister. Yeah. And so the light switch was directly covering the infrared camera, but not the regular camera. So that when you look at the footage, you saw this fucking protruding thing that 
cast a an infrared shadow. And in the infrared shadow, at a certain point, you saw very clear as day a person in like you know dress pants, um, walking down the hall and stopping and then backing up a little bit and looking at us like, what the fuck are you guys just standing around for? And then they went like, whatever, it doesn't matter, and they walked down the stairs. Yeah, and it was obvious. It was fucking plain as day obvious. No, nobody on earth would deny what it looked like. It was that clear. And and, and, and then, and, as if some magical thing, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Uh, another person was like, "Dude, turn the camera downstairs." Immediately after the person walked down the stairs. Now nobody was seeing anything. We're just like, right. whatever. We're here. It There's nothing show going on. Until, until you looked at the film. And I wasn't looking at it while I was filming it. I was just moving the... Right, we just set the camera. I, all I was thinking we were going to capture was audio. That's all I thought we were going to capture was audio. So, no, I was not looking at the screen. And then we, when the dude's like, hey, turn it, turn it down the stairs, man, see what you get. And so I'm like, whatever. I turn down the stairs, and this expensive camera cannot seem to focus. It's trying to focus on something that is directly in front of the lens. And I'm peering down a stairwell. And it won't fucking focus. This is an expensive camera. It won't focus. And so after we, you know, we all go downstairs, and there's, like I said, there's nine of us or however many, and we're all joking around, and we're getting drunk or whatever. You know, we're having a party because it's the movie theater that I worked at. And um, we're reviewing the tape, and it gets to the point where the fucking person walks down the hallway and stops and looks at us and then goes further on. When that person walks into the frame, all for some reason, everyone is looking at the little tiny screen on the camera. And before, I see, literally, I see the person walking, and I'm like, oh. Oh, wow, that's a person. I look up. That's the uh, frame of time that happened. I look up. No one is in the theater with me. They all ran out screaming. They ran out so freaked out that they were just up there. They were just fucking up there, and a ghost walked by, and we have proof of it, and they didn't feel a goddamn thing. Or see a goddamn thing. So it freaked them out that much. That they ran outside screaming. A dude was crying. He was literally crying. Crying. Tears are pouring out of his eyes. I was the one going, oh, that's awesome. That's a person. Yeah. There's a person right there. And the thing with me is, like, I said it before, you know, give me a story where a ghost killed a person, and then I'll right. think they're dangerous. But until then, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. There's yeah. a ghost there. How about that? And I, I've, I've got more ghost stories than I can remember. You have I've, more I've seen, intense ghost stories than I do. I've, I have I've the one. Dozens. You have like 40. I've seen dozens of ghosts in my day. So there's no way you can tell me there's there's no such things as ghosts. In, in like, it's in different when you settings. see that with your own eyes. And you experience it, and you interact with it, and it's confirmed with other people, and 
It's yeah. entirely. Yeah. And, and I've tried to, like, convince people that don't believe. They're like, oh, I don't believe you. And it's like, okay, well, there's not much I can tell you then. Well, that's that's where everything, like before, the whole point of the, unless, the start of the main topic of the show was... Or you have experienced something like that yourself, then you're always going to be in question. And I don't blame people for that. I mean, I, if I hadn't had the experiences that I've had, I would question, like, Bo's story. I just take Bo's story with a grain of salt, and I believe his story because of my experiences. If I didn't have my experiences, then I'd be like, well, I want to see the tape. Right, you know? exactly. Right. But I did have the tape. I don't know what the fuck happened to the tape. You know, we I tried to donate it to the Princeton, Illinois Historical Society, and they didn't give a fuck. It pissed me <laughs> off. Yeah. I tried to donate the shit to the Princeton Historical Society, and they were like, um, you're doing what now? And I'm like, I have a ghost on tape. Well, you'd probably have a better chance nowadays. Uh, there's a little bit more popularity with uh, no, ghosts. No, no. They're, they're fucking stupid. Research. They're fucking stupid. And Princeton, Illinois is full of idiots. you got to figure, and, back um, then, people's idea of paranormal that's research... That's right. I, I'm shutting out an entire goddamn town that I am from, from our own... Uh, if they want to be fans, they're going to be like, hey, he called us stupid. And I'm going to be like, that's right, because you're goddamn idiots. But I think you're it's fucking idiots. You let Walmart move in and take over shit. And then you put a lot of people you know, in a broad category that have nothing involved with the people that denied it. You know? And you never I know. know. Maybe, These are my faults. I have faults, everyone. I do have faults. Maybe it scares the crap out of the person that saw it. Maybe it scares the crap out of the person. They don't want to believe in ghosts, and this proof of ghosts terrifies them so much that... Wait, denial, you know what's you know? like, the worst? Is like that when I tried to submit it... In your story and ran out of the building, you know? No, no, dude. For when one, I tried to submit it, one, they didn't even it, want to see one, it. it they didn't even want to see it. Society. Oh, you listen to me. It has an effect on people's psyche where they realize their own mortality and they have to come to grips with that and then they have to come with grips to what happens and a lot of people cannot wrap their freaking heads around it and they cannot deal with it so they shut down and go into denial. And you can't blame people for that and call them idiots for that because it's just a part of their psyche that they're not ready for. And just because they're they're not not ready ready for it doesn't... Just because they're not ready for that doesn't make them an idiot. Okay? How does it not? It kind of makes them an idiot. No. Well, I, am I, I don't know. I mean, like, hold up, hold up, hold up. So you got to say your part. Let me say my part. So you say they're not an idiot because they're not ready. I say, like, well, life hits everybody at a rate that none of us get to prefer. We just yeah, live it. Life and it happens. And that well, in the same sense. Death so like, all right. So like, cross it. Me walking into their life, going, "Here's a video a that I taped." Don't that want to see that bridge or know that bridge is there until they cross it. There's a lot of bridges that have fucking haunted shit with them, you know. Well, no, I, so, I'm like, using a bridge as a metaphor for death. I know you are, and I'm using okay. that metaphor <laughs> against you in a way yes. that's oh, like, you. fuck you, there's haunted I know bridges. What you're so, to do. <laughs> right? 
You're fucked. There's haunted everything. Give me more metaphors, and I'll go like, there's a haunted carousel. You're fucked. Um, I, I think you have to, like, separate how, like, a an institution, like a historical society, like, it, you know, deals with something um, of this nature and separate yeah. it from, like, the individual. Especially, especially considering the the time period in which you submitted it to them. It was not as openly accepted as it is today. Oh, that, they're mean, fucking stupid. Because age, it's history. It's goddamn history, man. If I worked there, I'd be like, no, thank God you, you did this. Spotting, because there is no new history as of like 50 goddamn years ago. Okay, We had a Walmart move in. Spirit. That's the most recent history we got is that Walmart moved in and I'm bored as living shit. I'm as bored as a fucking hair on a piece of chode, and that's the fucking that's the history of Princeton, Illinois, in the past fifty years. You walk in and say, "This place is fucking haunted as fuck," and I'm just gonna pass it by for what? To say more businesses closed this month because of Walmart. Fuck. It's really. As simple as they don't have the right form for it, so it's like, oh well, fuck them, fuck them, fuck them. It wasn't necessarily as empirical evidence of a historical event or any. Now, if you could have identified that person and tied them, my wily bird. Oh, my puppy just came in to see me. Yes, one minute. Dude, I bet you, I'll bet you, the historical society could have pinned the person down. I'll bet you, they could have been like, wait a minute, the only people that lived up there that would have walked down the hall from all the way at the end. Okay, so you're obviously the person was at the end of the hallway, according to the video. They're walking all the way from the end of the hallway. So, how okay, many people but- lived at the end of the hallway in the time that the building was built? All right, so we figure that okay, out, and then we go, who died, and who would have fucking uh, been in that situation, right, where yeah, they would have died there and would have been stuck. Let's take a time machine and jump into it and go back to the time in which you submitted it. It was not as ex- accepted as it is now. You see what I'm saying? You no, know, I don't. Like, I don't fucking understand I, what you're saying. Win. If you went back into the 1800s and you flicked a Bic lighter, you'd be burned as a witch because you created fire from your hand. It's what well, I'm obviously, saying. but what does that have to do with the fucking, you know, somebody died there and there are ghosts there? What the hell does that have to do with that? Well, what the hell does that to do have to do with the historical society? I went to the historical can, society to be like, hey, this is, this is new history. You can identify that person and they had some significance in the construction of the site or some historical event, some significant historical no, no, event. No, Obviously, no. maybe he was walking down the stairs to go buy a payday. No. That's not necessarily Dude, a historical Dude, there event. are places. No, you don't understand. There are places that are a part of a historical uh, haunted um, society. Yes, now but, they are. Now they are. Back then, not so much. What do you mean and back then? Now, I, I was like fucking even like in this 18 day years and age, old. Like, like selling a house. If, if, if you know, your, your realtor mumbles under their breast, oh, by the way, the place is haunted. Nine times out of ten, nobody's going to buy that house. 
Okay, I I don't understand what My this has to do with the historical. She would buy it, yeah. I I would buy it. I would fucking buy it if it was haunted. I'd be like, all right, there's somebody that I won't be lonely, right? Ever, even if everybody's asleep, I'll be like, Janice. Uh, hey, Janice, I know Ooh, you're fucking there. You're in that, the kitchen. That, that, it's not a good idea to talk to them. No. Right? They'll get freaked <laughs> out. Well, yeah. Not so much. That, I guess, how would you describe They're like like puppies or children. The more attention you give them, the more they need and want, and the more they'll act out to get it. Okay. That's a lot like a child. And so, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. I suppose yeah. if you're bored and you don't have a child, then you just moved into your dream house. And and the because and the acting out and the acting out that they can cause can cause stress on people. But yet we don't have any deaths from them. So like, it's good to remember that. Well, like, I don't that's, know. That's, See, that's no, like I'm no sorry, death. dude. That's the there's, thing that I always remember is, is there's not a death from death. ghosts. No, you there's know, not I one mean, in America of death from ghosts written down from a fucking coroner. That's never fucking happened, ever. So, like, well, I don't know. as there much as you're stories, trying to make it sound, no, you're trying, you're trying. Terrified. You're like, there oh, dude, you need to be scared. Being I'm like, no, and, nope. And no, you don't. You don't need to be scared. To you're blowing it out of proportion. No, you're, you're blowing, blowing it out of proportion. Out of proportion. No, you are. You know, you're, you're blowing saying it out that, that uh, uh, the historic a ghost society. will not fucking hurt you. That's what I'm saying. A ghost will not fucking hurt you. They exist, but they can't fuck uh, with you to where you die. They can. They can. No. Give me an example of someone that's dead now thanks to ghosts. You yeah, got I zero. Right off the top of my head, no. There but... aren't any. Look it up. Look it up. Who died thanks to ghosts? And it doesn't exist. Except for those that are stupid that are like, I'm going to go out to the old red-covered bridge that's okay, falling well, apart they, because they, there's ghosts there. The and they fall through and they fall in the water because they're stupid and the bridge is not supposed to be driven well, on. It says don't drive own, on. You just gave an answer to your own argument. Except for the No, I didn't. I didn't. There's a difference. There's a difference. There's a guy that believes nobody, there's ghosts on a bridge that doesn't fucking hold weight. And they fell through and drowned. You said nobody except for these people, which means that you, in the back of your head, think that there's a possibility that that may have happened. What possibility? There's not a possibility that ghosts kill people. I don't know. The words that just came out of your mouth were nobody has died because of a ghost except for these people, possibly. So you you acknowledged in your own argument that there's a possibility that may have happened. Which I no. I doubt it, but I don't know. It's possible. Well, the difference is it's a person that um, believes there's something I mean, there. There's, that's, there's that's been not. cases of there's been cases documented <clears throat> cases of people that have been possessed and and committed suicide. Would you consider that as, as a ghost? Uh, as, no, I don't consider possession a ghost. That's a whole fucking other animal that I don't understand. And I. I I'm like ninety eight percent certain that's not a fucking ghost. That's something else, right? And so everybody, so everybody knows, like there is shit in this existence 
I'm not even going to say this world, in this existence, this universe, that we all don't fucking understand and will never understand. Um, I'm not one to say like, oh, you know what you need to believe in is this shit. No, you believe in what you want. But in the same sense, there's a reason you're afraid of the dark. And it's not because like, well, there might be a predator hiding there. I don't think it's all that. Um, the fucking, I don't know, man. There, there's shit that you're you're just not meant to know. You're just not meant to see it. You're not just meant to fucking understand it. There's shit that exists that we don't ever see. And the the part of humanity that that understands that is like very few like the biologists that are like I went to the bottom of the ocean and there was a goddamn monster that glows and shit and has teeth that are so jagged it looks like something from a Tim Burton nightmare movie Mothman and you're like oh wow you you found this thing and they're like yeah it tried they to actually eat my built, submarine you know they actually built a, a statue of Mothman in that town Dude, yeah, I've been there. Point Pleasant, dude. It's really close to where I live. Mothman really? lives like an hour and a half dude, from where should, I am. You should photobomb it with like you, like like selfie with Mothman. Should I like pretend to blow Mothman? <laughs> hey, however. I should be all like, oh, I'm blowing Mothman, dude. I'm blowing him. I'm good with the lulls. Yeah. I'm gay for Mothman. He's the only person I'm gay for is Mothman. I'm not gay for anyone else. You don't know, and we don't really know the gender of Mothman, so you could... You you said man. It's not Mothwoman. So, like, right? I mean, maybe you're saying man is in humanity, but I, you know, come on. You know, it's a a moth. I don't know what moth titties look like, so... It might have had you heard it here, titties. folks. You heard it maybe, here, folks. We don't know what moth titties look moth like. Man didn't know what moth titties look like either, and just assumed that it was a man. You know, like God. Everybody just assumes that God's a man. Well, I think Carlin put that pretty well when he said, "God, if there is a God, he has to be a man because a woman would not have fucked it up this bad." And I'm sorry, but I I think I have to agree. I'm not sorry. Why would I be sorry? I I mean that makes a little bit of sense, don't you think? Right. Right. I think I agree with him. I don't think a woman would have fucked it up this bad if a woman was God. What do you think? I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think she has a gender. Why do you say she? Are you trolling? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking troll. Hello. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. But I don't believe in religion. That's why, that's why I'm agnostic because I just don't know. I don't I've know never is a him. safe answer, and it's also very true. Yeah. It's a shame that more people don't use it. That answer? Only, yes. 
using the answer that I don't know instead of just throwing some nonsensical, inane bullshit into somebody else's face and going, that's the truth. Yeah. It's easier I mean, just to say, you know, look, I don't know. You know. And my kid. Um, decide for yourself, you know. That's for those who don't, who don't. Uh, for those who don't know, tag on that YouTube video right there. Um, well, what I was going to say was, for those who don't know, I just lost a, a mother-in-law. She died of cancer, and I have a, a son who um, is trying to comprehend this type of thing, and it, it's kind of relevant to the conversation because he's trying to understand uh, what happened and. You know, he thinks, well, she went to heaven, and heaven is up in the air. You know, and so I, I'm trying to gradually get this kid to understand reality, but not destroy the happiness that's there when it comes to the possibility of what happened to her. Because here's the truth, the scientific truth of life when someone dies, is everybody, every single human on earth, loses an exact amount of weight when you die. It's the same for every single human. That, to me, is interesting because, all right, so you're alive, and then, boom, all of a sudden you're dead, and you lose an exact amount of weight that everybody loses the very second that you die. Why right. does that happen? Well, and where does that well, weight go? What is we're it? Electrochemical weight is in a nature, thing. And when the chemical components of our bodies break down, something has to happen to the energy because the energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only change form. Right. So, so the weight goes somewhere. Where the fuck does it go? Nobody has an answer. Now, there's many people who say, oh, well, when somebody dies, I see, I've seen them hovering above the body. And, for example, with um, my father-in-law and my mother-in-law, when she passed, he was sleeping right next to her and heard... The thing that woke him up was the fact that she had stopped breathing. So he was asleep next to her, and what felt not normal was hearing her breath. That woke him up. And so he turned over and noticed that she had just passed. And and to him, he said he could see her hovering above her own body. And he said that he, he grabbed her hand and said, it's okay. Just go. Right. Just go. And she left. Right. Well, and that's a, a lot of people who have had uh, near-death experiences have, you know, um, described the procedures that were going on and that, you know, they've, and, you know, stuff that they've described stuff that there's no possible way they could have known. And it's because they were in the room out of themselves observing what was going on to them. Yeah. You know, and so the, the key here is that science has yet to come up with answers for this. 
And uh, it, it's not that we should all oh, agree, like, well, because science can't come up with answers, it means that religions exist. No, that, religions that ties, don't exist. That ties back into the reason your, you're, you know, yeah. your society wouldn't accept your tape or whatever. It's like a lot of people don't want to accept it or don't want to deal with it. They'll cross that bridge when they come to it. So, yeah. Well, um, when it comes to spirituality, I think... Thanks to anti-crisis. Oh, yeah. Uh, Thanks to anti-crisis. I mean, we're at 60 seconds. Um, We hijacked his show. Um, We'll probably do it again at some point. But uh, we had a good show. I think we had a good run. Uh, we had fun. We talked about fucking peyote and tripping and fucking bad trips, good trips, writing songs. I need to go downstairs, dude, and write the song about uh, life called. Well, and one I of these days, I'll tell a couple of my ghost stories. But... Right? I know. I fucking hogged the fucking spotlight. You have more yeah. than I do. So, like, well, yeah. For everyone who's listening, Scott has more than I do. So, like, I hogged the spotlight because I got, like, one. He's got, like, 12. (laughs) So, we got 10 seconds. Um, We'll catch everybody next time, and have a good night, man. Thanks for listening, guys. Later. Later. All right. The recording's over. Uh, That was good, dude. I think we did good. Pretty good chef. Pretty good chef. That was really fucking fun. I think you're a little hard on the historical society, though. What? Fuck them, man. I think you're a little hard on them. Yeah. Fuck them. Fuck them. Dude, you got to consider where they're coming from. They're dealing in newspaper clippings. No, no. They're a small town. And the stories of living people that have passed. You know, not people that have passed and are lingering. No. I disagree. Because I think it's and more then, like... A, and then, uh, okay, but what, like I was saying, you got to consider the era. In what year was this? Uh, in my lifetime. So, you know, recently. In your lifetime. Uh, what year was this? Like 82, 83... Age enough to fucking work for him. So, like, all right, like 96, 7, something like that. You know, that type of, that type of thing is not, was not, and it's still, like I said, it still isn't. It's still a fringe. It's still considered a fringe science. You know? And mm. if you would like to experience some... Some more things. Um, there's a YouTube channel called Huff Paranormal, where he is using every ghost box he can find. He uses the Joe's ghost box. He uses all the all the ghost boxes and stuff. He he's collecting them, and he does experiments with them. And he goes to different locations and tries to draw things out. Um, he's had a couple of experiences where stuff has been thrown across the room. He gets EVPs on a regular basis, and these are EVPs. 
These are things that show up in his video recordings and audio recordings, not from the ghost box. And he gets actual interactive responses from the ghost box. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he does a Facebook he does Facebook sessions where this is recent that he just started doing that. Where he uh he tries to contact people for uh, for other people. Where'd she go? Okay. Did you bring us a bowl? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> I'm just cheating. Nothing. I'm going to eat my steak now. Damn. All right, dude. Enjoy so, yeah, the steak. Yeah, go write that song. Go write that I need song. to. I need to. Do, what do you think of that? Do you think that those are good lyrics, right? Uh, I wouldn't do the voicemail thing, but... uh. Wait, why why not voicemail? Why because not that voicemail? sounds a little campy. It sounds a little campy. And you know me. What would you, I like well, to be what more, would you I like replace to be more it esoteric. With? I like to be, if I'm going to go campy, I'm going to go campy all the way. But what would you replace it with? Like sodium fluoride baby. Sodium fluoride baby is campy, but it's campy all the way. Full on campy pedal to the floor. And but what would you, fun. what would you replace it with? I don't, I don't know. Well, I'm not sure. I'm, I haven't thought about it really. Damn. You All just right. like threw that at me today. Yeah. Yeah, and I kind of did. Today. And it's like All in right. between a lot of other stuff. Well, and then my puppy came in. My puppy's here. My sweetums, yeah. All right. So I got. Well, I'm gonna I'm eat gonna my go cold steak. Yeah, I'm gonna go, go right to bed. Um, Don't pass out. Don't pass out. Yeah, go write that song. Shit. All right, I'll try to write the song. Damn it. <laughs> All right, dude. I'll catch you later. All right, man. Wait. All right. Adios. <laughs>